professional wrestler and former Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling Champion, Hurricane John Walters, and you're listening to the Ring of Honor Review. Yeah, so you you said about uh, Nigel McGuinness and and you you went against him um, as with uh, Tony Mamaluke against Xavier and Nigel McGuinness, and then you tagged with Nigel McGuinness that uh, weekend of Thunder. Uh, you know what was it like actually tagging with Nigel? That was well, that was when it was Nigel and I against Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal. Was that the was that the match? Yeah, I remember That's that match. So- that was a lot of fun. I can that was also in Boston, I believe. Um, yeah, man, those are four. Those are four, three of the you know three of the best guys you could be in the ring with. Um, Joe was Joe. Lethal was at the time was a you know a younger guy, but he was just a workhorse and worked his ass off, and everybody liked him. Mm-hmm. Bumped, uh, and yep. Nigel, Nigel was Nigel. So when you're in the ring with three other guys who are who are selfless and they and they are just want to put a good match together, those are the kind of uh, times you have matches that are fantastic. It's when you encounter guys that only care about themselves and getting their stuff in where you're going to have some issues but ring of honor was good at weeding those kind of guys out and i do remember that match um i do uh, i actually posted something on my facebook page a couple of weeks ago of uh, a, a clip from that match when samoa joe was uh um power slamming me and <laughs> there's a couple other clips um online of, of that match where he um he beat me pretty good with some slaps and some uh <laughs> some kicks and um but you know that's that's who he was and and I never complained about it. Yeah. Uh, going back to what you said about forums and message boards and stuff, I can understand the fans being passionate about wrestling, and, but I, 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 I'm much like you. I don't get why it would be personal with, with wrestlers and stuff. You mm. know, just, just enjoy the products. Um, but, yeah, whether you, you like this or not, I, I guess at the time you did. Um, I was one of the people defending yourself on on the, the message boards and stuff, and saying I'm not sure what you're watching because obviously this guy is a tremendous wrestler. So um, it's like movies too, though, right? You know, there's some movies out there where people will say this actor sucks. Um, yeah, well, he's getting paid a lot of money to act. So how bad? How <laughs> exactly. bad is he? Um, you yeah. might not like him. The more yeah. accurate, if I'm not entertained by this guy or I don't like this guy. Uh, but to say somebody sucks or someone's not a good wrestler, well, that's opinion. Um, mm. And uh, there's certain actors that are out there that I don't really care to watch, but they might have a really good movie or one night, and I might say, damn, that was a good movie. They had a good performance. But just because I don't like them personally in other films, I'm not going to knock them or, or uh, rag on them for whatever. Yeah. It just uh, it takes, away from, takes away from the purpose of wrestling, which is to enjoy yourself. Yeah, and I think like different disciplines in wrestling as well. I'm not a huge like deathmatch wrestling fan, right. but I respect the sacrifices and the absolute, you know, um, I guess insanity that goes into wanting to sure. do those matches. So, but, well, but for me, you know, gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, wrestling has always been a variety show, right? If you have exactly hard that are all high flying spot matches, it might not be that good. If you have all eight submission matches are not going to be good all eight hardcore matches mm-hmm. when you have a little bit of something for everybody in the audience that's when wrestling thrives and exactly uh, you play the role that you're best at and um, again i don't really care for comedy wrestling i don't care for super acrobatic flippy stuff but mm-hmm. if done correctly and done realistically 
I'll watch that stuff if it's if it's done. I'm not going to just dismiss it because it's a comedy match. But mm-hmm. if it insults my intelligence or insults uh, the fans' intelligence, then I'm going to have a problem with it. But I do understand that there are some fans who like that. And if it's selling tickets and you want to keep doing it, keep doing it. But there's certain principles in wrestling that I believe in that I'm not going to sacrifice no matter how much I get paid. So um, it's, it's all it's all opinion. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned earlier, like, teaming with uh, Jimmy Rave, and then you had a series of matches against him uh, for the RH Pure title. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like being on the uh, opposing side to Jimmy Rave in those matches? Yeah, Jimmy Rave was another guy. Uh, I think he had started wrestling around the same time I did, or maybe a little before. He was uh, a veteran, but he was younger, you know, which is, I think he started young. Um <laughs> But uh, he's a veteran who was younger, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> you see some of these guys that start when they're 15, 16, and they're, yeah, they're in their mid 20s, they've been doing it for 10 years, but they're still so kid. So, yeah, uh, it's true. But yeah, nice, nice guy had good matches with them. Uh, that one match I wrestled him, I remember that's the one I was telling you about <clears throat> when Bobby Heenan was on the show. I don't remember, I think I was the champion at the time. Um, it was a Midnight Express reunion tour, yes, uh, reunion, sorry. Because yeah. um, Bobby Heenan pulled me aside and gave me one piece of advice. He said, always wear the title. He said, it's a, it's a belt. Wear it. Don't carry it around your shoulder. So to that day, anytime I was a champion, I did that. Um, but yeah, I, I, that match was, was good. Again, um, one of those matches where the in-crowd reaction was good, but I think it was critical. Uh, people were critical outside of it. But again, uh, what happens that night and the, what I hear is how I'm going to base, base the fans' opinions on. Um, yeah. But I know Rave, after I had left and he was with Nana, that's when he really um, kind of started get, growing into his own and, and getting really over. And that's stuff I didn't get to see, but I had read about it a lot. Yeah. Um, and Prince Nana and I still talking. <clears throat> Excuse me. He would tell me about how fun that was. Yeah. So since you've mentioned, uh, you know, the, the brain, Bobby Heenan, and a couple of times, what was it like, uh, you know, working, working uh, with him? on the on the show i just remember uh, i was my first time meeting him and he was just so friendly and you know you see a lot of guys <clears throat> and i'm not going to name names but a lot of uh, <laughs> old old WWE guys or wcw guys or guys that are on independent shows doing signings uh guest manager guest ring announcer whatever who will do their thing, get their payday, and leave and not watch any of the matches. But Heenan was one of those guys who sat there and watched the matches and pulled people aside and was actually giving back to the business. And I can't imagine being a veteran, going to a show, getting my money and walking away and not watching other people when you know some of these kids are probably wanting uh, advice Mm -hmm. um, or criticism or feedback. I just couldn't imagine just being so selfish where you want to just leave. And Heenan was the opposite. Very nice, cordial guy. Um, most of the stories you hear about him are, are the same. And I remember, you know, Gary Michael Capetta always told me when he helped me get into Ring of Honor, when he uh, made meals for me at his house, when he watched my tapes, he never wanted anything in return. He just wanted me to help the next person, just to give back. And yeah, that's pay what it forward. Kind of, yeah, what he always instilled in me and always preached, and that's what I try to do. And Whenever I'm up in New England, I go up to the Chaotic Wrestling School, which is now the uh, New England Pro Wrestling Academy, and I donate my time, and I go help out the new guys because that's how the business gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was not wrestling for four years, I would go up there a couple times a month and help out because, well, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't you mm-hmm. want to help people? Uh, that's the way everyone gets better. So that's true. And you're wearing their T-shirt as well, so Yeah, perfect. I just noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> publicity. 
Yeah, the New England uh, Pro Wrestling Academy, ladies and gents. Uh, it's a great place to go to. Uh, so, yeah, you, you'd mentioned about Prince Nana and Jimmy Rave then. What was it like joining the embassy? Well, I don't think it lasted very long. Um, I don't remember how long it was. I remember Nana paying me off to join his group, and uh, I accepted. <laughs> and uh, I remember having some old African T-shirts that one of my friends gave me, and, you know, the old... Uh, some of those robes and uh, <laughs> my friend and, and God, some of that stuff was so goofy, but I, I liked it. I mean, I think it could have, could have gone, uh, could have gone somewhere good. Uh, but again, I had some nagging injuries at the time. I was, I was building a new house. I was tired. I was beat up and I just needed a break from wrestling mentally mm-hmm. and physically. And um, after I had lost the title to Jay Leaf, I remember saying, I'm taking a little break. And mm-hmm. I think I took maybe like a year off and just didn't take any bookings and, just decided to rest my body. And I think that's why at my age now I'm able to get back in the ring and, and I'm still in, in really good shape because mm-hmm. I haven't continue, continuously done this for 20 years where I've wrestled every single weekend for 20 years. I've taken breaks and given my body a break. Um, yeah. And it's very beneficial. I don't think enough guys do that. Um, so you say about not liking comedy, but then you're happy working with Prince Nana. And... <laughs> yeah, well, I think... I think comedy... When it serves its purpose, I think you said as well. Yeah, to be fair, and, so. you know, showing your ass <laughs> and putting yourself out there is a good thing. It's wrestling. I mean, you can't yeah. take yourself too serious. So being a, uh, being somebody that's kind of on the goofy side or going out there and wearing something corny um, is good. I'm talking about the the comedy or goofiness where you don't deliver punches and things are phony and you're fake punching people and doing these slow motion matches that I've seen online. Um, it, that's stuff that I'll never understand. Um, I'm not going to knock anybody who does it, but I just could never participate in that. Never would. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you mentioned this as well, cause you've been reading my notes like everyone else does. Uh, you, your matches with Jay Lethal. Did you see at the time that he would become the franchise of ROH today? Yeah, I could see it for sure. Um, not just is not because Jay Lethal's a good wrestler, which he is. Not just because he's reliable and he always was there and always did what he was told. Because he did that too. It was his attitude. I think outside of the ring, he just he's just a, a very nice human being. Uh, I remember wrestling him on an independent show uh, in New Jersey long before Ring of Honor, and his parents were in the, in the crowd, and I was talking shit to his parents as I was beating him up. And uh, then they came to a show a couple of months later where I wrestled somebody else and they were giving me heat the second I walked out. And I said, my goodness, <laughs> these people are relentless. And uh, to this day, um, to this day, uh, that's just the kind of person he is. Um, in fact, he's the reason I'm doing this show um, on March 14th because oh, yeah. he, um, he reached out to my friend Kevin, who, who's also a worker, um, mm-hmm. and basically said that, <laughs> he was looking for my phone number. Um, <laughs> so, so Kevin at the time was down here in Florida, and we were going to go. This was right before the Conor McGregor um, Donald Cerrone UFC fight a couple weeks, uh, like a month ago, mm-hmm. and we were going up to uh, uh, T Tyson Kid TJ Wilson lives up in Tampa, so we were going up to his house to watch the UFC. Yeah, we're all good friends, mm-hmm. and he said, "Well, Jay Lethal will be there. You can talk to him then." Lethal wasn't there, so I said, "Well, you know, I want to know what he wanted." I kind of knew Kevin said, "Well, they're doing. He wants to. He wants to see if you want to come to Ring of Honor for a show." So mm-hmm. I sent Lethal a, a message on a message on Facebook Messenger, um, and I asked him, and he said, "Yeah." I said, "Can I recommend you?" I said, "Sure." 
and uh, like a day later, they contacted me about doing it. So um, it's going to be thought of. Yeah, it's going to be thought of as an old guy in the past, but. <laughs> You're a few topics and questions ahead, John, but uh, yeah, I was going to get to that as well. <laughs> I, I, I'm still in, in as good shape as anybody else. And I said I made a claim early in my wrestling career that nobody would be able to blow me up in the ring, and, and I still <laughs> live by that. So. Yeah. Uh, you made your return once again in your home state of Boston against Nigel McGuinness. Um, yeah, I probably should have asked this earlier. So you, you wrestled him for the... Uh, okay, you wrestled him in the tag and then tagged with him and uh, defended your pure title and then in the return. Did you see from the beginning what Nigel McInnes would become in ROH? Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought that he was, uh, I, like I said earlier, I thought he was one of those guys that just, that he, he combined the British style and the American style really well. Um, I think mm -hmm. he was mainly trained over in the, here in the States is, is from what I remember. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you know, trained with Les Thatcher in Heartland Wrestling Association. Right, but he also was the guy that didn't really forget where he came from, and he embraced that British style when nobody else was really doing it. With the exception of Doug Williams, nobody else was really wrestling the British style over here. So he had that that niche of, of hard-hitting technical wrestling mixed with, with uh, British uh, intricate spots. So, yeah, I, I definitely saw it. Um, he was one of my favorites to work with, and that return match was um, – I don't think I was announced. I think Nigel came out in the at the beginning of the show and introduced me kind of as a surprise. And we had a mm. quick little 10-minute match. It was fun. And that was the last time I was in, in a Ring of Honor ring. Yeah. Until now. Until, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're skipping forward. That's 2006. So we're coming up to almost 14 years. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on ROH in 2020? Well, I'm not going to lie and sit here and say that I've watched too much of it. Um, I just – I don't watch much of wrestling at all, and it's not because I don't like wrestling. It's um, – yeah, I get a, I'm busy, and, and it's kind of one of those things where I feel like if I watch too much of it, the urge to go back will be there. And not that I physically can't wrestle. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I feel good. Uh, a little wear and tear, which is natural after doing it for 15 years full-time and then uh, five years of kind of part-time stuff. So – it's normal, but um, there's a lot of stuff on TV I do not like. And I'm not talking about Ring of Honor. I'm talking about um, uh, Independence all the way up to WWE. There's just a lot of stuff I don't like. And uh, I think it's just kind of one of those things where when you spend 15 years obsessing over something and that's all you really do and talk about and think about, you kind of say, well, I don't really want to uh, have anything to do with it. Mm. So I have seen some Ring of Honor stuff on their website, some of the matches they've posted, and I think it's just as good as it was when I was there. Um, talking to a few people, they are trying to go back to the, their roots of being more of a technical wrestling company because there's not much of that on TV anymore. Nope. Uh, seeing uh, a lot of acrobats, acrobats and high-flying and spots now is everywhere, so I think they're trying to maybe go back to uh, what kind of got them on the map in the first place. But again, like we said, wrestling is a variety show, so you don't want to have too much of one thing. Um, so hopefully they reintroduce it with balance and, and, and not lose any fans, but try to gain new ones. Um, so uh, I'm excited to go back for sure. And uh, there's a lot of guys that were there when I was there that are still there. So um, catching up with those guys, wrestling in front of some new fans and, and seeing where the future goes from there is exciting. See, uh, I think the, the most important thing is they, they kind of lost like – 
their identity. Uh, you said about the pure title not being around long enough. It really, right. well, I guess it kind of peaked with the uh, Nigel McGuinness, Brian Danielson uh, match at Unified when they unified the titles. So I can understand it being, um, you know, t taken away then. I've been, you know, shouting from the rooftops about bringing back the pure title, for example, and having a pure wrestling match on the show because that's your identity. Like TNA, Impact Wrestling is the X Division and then the Knockouts Division. For mm. ROH, it was about technical wrestling. It was about pure wrestling. Right. So we've been shouting from the rooftops that you should bring back a pure division and a pure title. And then finally, 13 weeks after we started the show, they uh, they talked about the uh, ROH pure title coming back and we couldn't well, be happier. Yeah, that's good. And I also know Jonathan Gresham has really been pushing forward as well. So yeah. um, I think uh, enough people have said something where they, where they took notice and they're going to give it another go. Well, yeah, he was wrestling, pure wrestling matches uh, in 2019. I think mm -hmm. what actually pushed it over the top is Will Ospreay uh, tweeted about it and said, you know, he would like to wrestle for this title uh, if the the rules were changed up a little bit. But if with the pure title coming back, I don't want anything to change. Right. Um, you know, it was great the way it was. So... Um, so yeah, we. One of my question questions was being contacted for, for past versus present, but you've kind of already uh, discussed that. I think. Right, right. Uh, thoughts on coming back to ROH? Yeah, um, no, nothing negative, no negative feelings at all. I think if I was in, a, if I was out of shape or my body was banged up, I'd be a little hesitant or maybe a little nervous. But that's not the case at all. I feel good. Uh, I'm rested. You know, even though I didn't wrestle for uh, four years. Um, five years. I, I took about two years off. I did a show in New Zealand, then I took another two years off, and then about a year and a half ago, I wrestled about seven shows up in uh, up in Massachusetts. But um, other than that, I haven't really been active. But uh, there's always that illusion that well, if you're not wrestling, you're out of shape. And I've been in the gym consistently for the past twenty years. I haven't really um, been out of it. So, mm -hmm. but wrestling shape is different. It's a different animal. Um, yeah, the only way to really be in wrestling shape is to wrestle. So uh, if it's something I'm going to pursue after this match, I, I I do need to do it more often, and it might be a little bit of ring rust at the beginning. But other than that, I'm excited. Um, I'm always confident in my abilities, and I think that it'll be a good night. Yeah, and you said you don't want to be blown up the whole of your career. Uh, you're going up against Overkill, Mark Hastings, which is one of the guys uh, in terms of British wrestling. At the time, uh, like 2009, was just coming through. Mm -hmm. In uh, in 2020, he's going, uh, trying to get into the main event and going up uh, for the ROH World Title uh, this weekend. Um, so yeah, what do you make of your opponent for past versus present? I wrestled. I wrestled Mark before in England. Um, I think the second tour I was there, maybe or the first tour I did wrestle in the singles match and. Um, I, in fact, I think I spent the night at his place. Um, I do remember sleeping on the floor one time uh, over in the UK, I think, in his apartment. So uh, we know each other well. I haven't seen or spoken to him in a long, long time. But uh, I did watch one of his matches on the Ring of Honor website um, purposely because I am wrestling him. And uh, definitely uh, was was a good match. And, uh, you know, he's, 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 he's great. And he was great back then. And uh, another one of those guys who's just always loved wrestling. You could always tell. Mm -hmm. um, 
So uh, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I know a lot of the uh, fans have already messaged me saying that it's the, one of the matches they're looking forward to the most. So that's uh, it's a good thing to hear. And hopefully we deliver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one second. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Once again, thank you very much for your patience, John, with these technical difficulties. Of course, it's going to happen. <laughs> and we saw that the match has been announced for past versus present, and we saw your name. We was like, oh, you know, Hurricane John Watts is coming back, and obviously, I, I sent you that link about doing the tribute to you, and hopefully, it was uh, of uh, you know great standing. And we right. was like, oh, who is he going to take on? And then when it was Mark Haskins, we were like, okay, this is this is the perfect match. So, um, yeah, um, just wanted to say that. Um, so, yeah, well, we mentioned this a little bit earlier. So uh, what do you make of the reinstatement of the RWH Pure title? Um, again, I think it's one of those things where um, a lot of the fans, from what I've been told, and, and some of the workers have told me that a lot of the fans – that they feel like they've lost some fans from the from the early days because they've kind of lost, uh, like you said, maybe not so much their identity, but maybe they've gone away from their roots too much. And I think that happens a lot when you become a, a TV wrestling company. I think when you're catering to a, a, a niche crowd of underground DVD traders and uh, live fans and message board fans, you're focused more on pure wrestling and, and submission stuff. But I think when you do go to a TV audience, you do have to keep in mind that there are uh, probably more casual fans watching than smart fans. But I think mm -hmm. there is a way to do it where you're uh, you're kind of satisfying both audiences. Uh, mm. Again, that's by making wrestling a reality uh, a variety show yeah. and having multiple types of um, types of styles on one show, uh, marketing it the best you can, and then slowly trying to get those casual fans to like pure wrestling through the commentary, through the storytelling, through realistic wrestling, stuff that the fans can relate to. So there's not one quick fix, but bringing the pure title back could be good uh, if the fans watching on TV and the fans in the audience are explained clearly what the rules are and the mm -hmm. matches are suspenseful enough where the rules really start to grab people's attention. I think it'll be great. Yeah. And uh, it's about getting the right guys in there and then the right people to convey the message on TV and uh, through commentary. Yeah, uh, for ourselves, we're like 16 weeks in with the ROH review and our favourite match is uh, from last year's Glory Barna, which was between the Foundation, Jonathan Gresham and Alex Shelley. And mm -hmm. it was a technical wrestling masterpiece. Yeah, I'd love to watch it. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, my, my last question to you is, uh, well, what are you doing April 10th and 11th? <laughs> April 10th and 11th. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What, what is, is that? Uh, is there a show those nights? Yeah, that, that, no. Those are the pure title tournament nights. Oh, okay. All right. Um, well, I haven't been, uh, I haven't been talked to about them yet. Um, but again, uh, let, let's be honest. Ring of Honor um, hasn't seen me wrestle in how long. So to, for them to ask me to do shows in the future where they haven't seen what I'm going to look like or what I'm going to wrestle like, <clears throat> might not be the best financial decision on their part. So um, <laughs> maybe after the March show, when uh, we go out there and we have a good match, then the, they might say, hey, let's get this former pure, 
Kirk Champion in there um, wrestling for the title. And uh, I guess we'll <laughs> see. That remains to be seen. Yeah, uh, so far, Doug Williams, Jonathan Gresham, Alex Shelley, and Rocky Romero in the tournament. Cool, excellent. So, yeah. But uh, my, my thing is, if they bring back an ROH pure champion, I think you should get a bye to the next round. Well, one less match to wrestle, I'm down for that, for sure. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, uh, just in, in closing, John, is there anything you'd like to plug or like talk, talk about your social media or anything? You know, I don't. Uh, I know Twitter is the new thing. I don't use it that often. I have a Twitter page. It's at at H John Walters. Um, I don't use it much. I've always kind of been a Facebook guy because I can kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, write more and uh, express my opinion more eloquently than I can on Twitter. And I think Twitter is so dramatic sometimes. Oh, Facebook is too. It's like all social media seems to bring the worst <laughs> out of people. But um, it got me and you back together, John. So it's for not sure, like... yeah. Oh, it definitely. <laughs> It's definitely good good to it as well but uh yeah yeah my facebook page is um is facebook.com backslash rj brewer 1070 uh there's no way to change that name even though it's under john walters <laughs> now. and uh yeah that's those two are, are the only real social media i use um looking forward to going back to ring of honor and uh interested to see if there'll be more shows after that absolutely uh like i said when we was uh we got it as breaking news on the show and hopefully you saw the video to go with the audio, but I was so happy because like I said, Paul London, CM Punk and yourself in ROH. And uh, yeah, we, we can't wait to see uh, past versus present against Mark Haskins and hope against hope that you're back in that pure talk tournament come April 10th and 11th. For sure. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it myself. Fantastic. Thanks very much, John. All right, Oliver. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, man.